It's Friday evening at 6 o'clock and that can only mean one thing. That's right, it is Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafferty and uh, Martin Dolan. I'll be with you with, with the next for the next two hours of loads of sport. We'll start off the shows as always with... Uh, with um, Premier League chat and we will also have loads of uh, the usual we'd have local rugby we'd have Roscommon we'd have Roscommon LGFA and loads loads more so uh, and we'd also have Essence CNS coach uh, um, sorry coach uh, strength and conditioning coach uh, with myself and Dan Behan all that and much much more to come up to come on over the next two hours as well so stay tuned and i hope you enjoy all that we have don't forget we we'd love to hear from you so if you have anything on that you want to say during the show why not uh why not send us in why not uh send us a text or a whatsapp message to 0838599748 that's 0838599748 it could be about um i suppose the internet this is international weekend ireland are uh, ireland are at home to both Belgium, they're at home to Belgium tomorrow and Lithuania uh, on Tuesday, I think it is, and of course uh, England played as well. There's a uh, there's a lot of a lot of games uh, going on. Portugal had a good win. There could be uh, Roscommon have a big game against Galway on Sunday. The hurlers are playing. Roscommon hurlers are playing tomorrow. There's a, a whole load of things that uh, you could re- you could you could uh, send us a text about as well. The Formula One as well to name one something that. Uh, Martin is a, a huge fan of, and uh, that that was a, a very exciting race on last weekend as well. So, and another one, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix as well. So there's that that's uh, to look forward to. So, we've all that to come up to up to, for you to look forward to this weekend. And uh, so let's hope we're coming. Both the hurlers and the footballers can get a, can get a win. And of course, the ladies, uh, there's coming ladies footballers are through to the National Football League final as well. Have after beating. Kildare in the semi-final, so uh, they play Wexford in the final. So there's uh, loads of positivity around the corner, which, which around the county, which is great. So uh, why not? Uh, why not send us in your uh, views on that? And uh, don't forget, um, we'd like to thank uh, like to thank Joe Bamrick for another great show there that was on before us, and uh, great uh, music and interview as always. And uh, don't forget uh, if you. You know, we we hope you. In, there are many ways that that you can listen to the show. You can listen to us on on the radio on FM ninety four point six. You can listen to us on the website www.rossfm.ie forward slash live or on the TuneIn app. And don't forget, if you um, if you miss the show, don't forget you can um, you can also uh, the show will be podcast and then up on the website uh, between now and Monday, so you can uh, listen to the show on podcast on the website. And don't forget, uh, starting next Thursday, yeah, there's a new show, um, a new sports show for all you fans. And uh, as you as you know, myself and myself and Tommy Dowling, who's from Kerry, we both do the um, we both do all Ireland GA memories, where we take in all where we take in all Ireland each year, and we uh, from each year, and we discuss it, and then we also discuss all aspects of the game. And then we also discuss the All Stars team from that year as well. So now um, there's going to be a new show where there'll be uh, the show will contain three All Irelands. We'll be discussing three different All Ireland finals and their respective All Star teams. So that's uh, starting. It's taken over from the slot of Roscommon GA memories, and uh, so we hope uh, why not tune in and uh, listen to that, and uh, we hope you'll enjoy that. And uh, of course later on we'll also hopefully we'll be joined by. Uh, 
by Raylan and we'll be discussing the match uh, the Galway game this weekend as well so hope uh, hope you enjoy all that and uh, yes Martin so uh, we'll uh, we'll kick off with a uh, Premier League as we always as we always do um this is an international break um so it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting ma- an interesting match tomorrow evening for uh, for for Ireland as well um, up against the world number one side, uh, Belgium, and of course Lithuania, who aren't <laughs> a bit down the table in the FIFA rankings, um, but uh, still all good, uh, all good friendlies to have, I suppose. But um, it'll be a good test of that Belgium game. Sure will, definitely will be. And uh, <coughs> anyone can be beaten after seeing Italy get knocked out last night. That's it. <laughs> um, so we're going back to the Premiership last uh, last weekend. Uh, some games there uh, just to cover, and obviously a few FA Cup games. Uh, Aston Villa nil, Arsenal one, Wolves two, Leeds three, Leicester two, Brentford one, Tottenham three, West Ham one. In the FA Cup quarterfinals, Middlesbrough nil, Chelsea two, Crystal Palace four, Everton nil, Nottingham Forest nil, Liverpool one, and Southampton one, Man City four. So, Aiden, with the we've done it different this week. We had a few extra games uh, to ca- to cover. So, Aiden, you got five out of seven. I only got two a disaster. Noel got five out of seven. So, Aiden, at the moment, the score is Aiden eleven, Martin thirteen. So we're just going to reflect on some of them uh, Premiership games because obviously at this end of the time of the season, with, you know, we're into the last quarter of the season, uh, as they might say in American terms. It's getting very every game is getting very important now. So obviously some games there just to reflect on. Uh, Wolves two leads three last Friday. Uh, Leeds needed something from this fixture to try to avoid being dragged. Back into the relegation, but a second goal for Wolves in the uh, 11th minute of injury time in the first half seemed to have sealed uh, the Whites' fate. Uh, Well, that was till the 53rd minute when the referee decided to book Jimenez a second time for a foul on the Leeds keeper. Uh, VAR probably does not actually get involved in individual bookings, um, but I think that should change. Um, but this was a ref totally getting it wrong, I'm afraid, uh, and he needed video assistance to correct his huge mistake. After that, Wolves uh, lost all their uh, usual discipline, and uh, Gunho Leeds went for it, scoring two goals in the space of about three minutes and grabbing a winner in injury time. Uh, tough on Wolves, uh, fortune favours the brave, you could say. Um, the Wolves uh, lose uh, a, a ground in the battle for Europe as well. Um, and now uh, they are 8th in the league. Leeds stay 16th, 4 points above Everton in 17th. But uh, the Toffees have 3 games in hand. Uh, and two, Leeds games, two, game, two teams really that can't afford to be losing too many games. Uh, Everton and Leeds now at this stage. I know Leeds are 16th and all that. But you know the way things are going, they can't, uh, they can't afford to drop too many points. But... You know, it's, uh, that that's going to be interesting to see now how they how, how they get on in the remainder of the game. They, these can be the danger. They, it's the likes of Everton where they are and Leeds. Mm. You know, and people, teams in those positions that are very close to the relegation and could get sucked into the relegation zone, they're the ones to watch out for. I yeah. mean, we've seen we've seen with Brentford as well in in certain games as well, yeah. and and even with Norwich in one or two games there as well. So anything can happen in the in the remainder of games. Well, I mean, Leeds, I suppose, them three points, uh, 
the most important thing is that they're seven points clear of Watford, who are in, in 18th in the relegation zone, uh, with the Hornets one game in hand. So uh, a very important win. But I have to say, if the uh, Jimenez wasn't sent off, I think uh, that would have been a Wolves victory. Did you see the foul? Or the, the sending off, should I say? Mm, yeah. What happened was he got booked for a foul in the first half, I think it was, yeah. And um, maybe it was in the second half. But he, he got booked for an earlier foul where he was a bit late, caught your player, yeah? bit dangerous, no more than a booking, though, yeah? he was It wasn't intent or anything like that. Then what happened, ball, a ball was put through to Jimenez and he ran onto the ball. And the Leeds keeper come running out. And there was a collision between the two of them. Both players went down. Um, looking at the video, if anything, the foul was against the Leeds keeper. Yeah. Uh, should I say he committed the foul? But to me, it was probably 50-50. Jimenez didn't even kick the player. Mm. He's going, going for the ball, yeah, and he pulls his foot back, back down and they clash. Yeah. If anything, now the keeper did go off injured, yeah? But the referee's kind of fought back to the first foul and thought he's done it again. Oh, God. But because there's no video, he's not uh, able to look at the video because there's only a booking, he's decided that Jimenez was late and booked him and sent him off. Unfair. Disgrace. But it shows where VAR should be looking at because if it results in a red card because of the second booking I think they should be looking at that and they would have told the referee that's not a booking simple as that so Wolves were in total control I even heard one commentator say uh, Jimenez shouldn't have gone in for the, the gone for the ball or go for the tackle he didn't make a tackle he didn't, yeah. even, he didn't, he didn't put a, t- a leg in onto the player they both just came running, running into each other it was just one of those collisions yeah, how, how do you tell a player not to make a tackle That's it's nearly like it. saying oh he was wrong to make a tackle it's a physical game it's a complex yeah, sport you've got to make a tackle simple yeah. as that so he didn't go in it's either that or he could the, yeah. the opponent could be in yeah, a goal like it's and they didn't seem to make a big big thing about it but it was very very hard, hard justice on on him he's not that type of player but the referee's gone by what he saw, or what he thinks he saw. But there's no there's no video evidence to support him. But I think they should change the rule there. I think if it leads to a sending off because it's the second booking, I think they need to look at that. Yeah. Just tell the referee there's no foul in either by either keeper or fella, or, or um, the striker, and uh, get on with it. But anyway, I thought that needed to be highlighted because that, that can't go on. I mean... Teams like that could get relegated yeah. because of that. Uh, Leicester 2, Brentford 1. You were mentioning Brentford there earlier, Aidan. Uh, one of the teams that could be dragged back in. So they lost. Uh, superb goals by Castagna and Madison in the first half. Uh, um, gave the three points for the Foxes uh, in a close match, but probably deserved. Uh, Bees stay 15th, one point ahead of Leeds, plus eight points ahead of Watford in 18th having played one match more. Uh, the Premier season is down to the last quarter now. Bottom three are running out of games. Time to avoid the drop. And it, Again, it's going back to what you said there just earlier, Aidan, about the 
things can change quickly in the relegation yeah. zone. So uh, another important game, but not down for the relegation, is more for Europe, was Tottenham 3, West Ham 1. Uh, Son Young-Min and Kane double act resulted in a comfortable win for Spurs. Pushing them above West Ham and Man United into fifth, one point above Man United and three points behind the Gunners, but having played one more uh, game than Arsenal. West Ham looked to be off the pace after the Europa match last Thursday. Are they, they are still in the mix, though, for sure, uh, for are Europe. They, are they using, are they really maximising the squad that they have? I yeah, mean, full team. You know, that, that's that's good, that's essential this time, yeah. of, year, this time of the season, isn't it? Yeah, yesterday, because, I mean, you can't just rest players on a game like that. But mm. I'd say that the, the European game probably took a bit out of them. They're just slightly off the pace. Uh, uh, they've got eight matches to play, so... Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a battle there now between West Ham and Tottenham. You, you have to say Tottenham are coming into form again. Um, obviously, you can't ignore Arsenal. Aston Villa nil, Arsenal won. Uh, Saxa, man of the match, uh, secured three important points for the Gunners in their continued push for European football next season. Even with Leno in goal, the Gunners were resilient and now uh, four, four points ahead of sixth place Man United with a game in hand. Um, Villa won't uh, make Europe, though. They're now in ninth, 12 points behind West Ham in seventh. So it's as good as it gets. Um, I think I mentioned that last week. I said if they, you know, even, you know, win, they're probably not going to get any higher because there's a a bit of a gap now between them and the next team up. So uh, it looks like it could be... uh, Go to the last day yet for the Premiership winners, deciders, and the Europeanship qualification and relegation battle. It could go right down to the last day. There's well, no it doubt has about that. In the past. It has. It, it has, could. Yeah. I, I think this season, um, because of um, just say Liverpool, Man City being in the Champions League and the FA Cup, it's it's highly interesting. Uh, and don't forget Chelsea. They could have a bearing on the whole thing as well. That looks like they'll finish third. But they're still in the Champions League. They're still trying to defend their crown. They could have something to, to say. Um, just a remind as well, people. Obviously, with the FA Cup, it's coming close to the towards the end of that now. The, uh, the semi-finals is on the sa- uh, Saturday, the 16th of April. So we've got Chelsea v Crystal Palace. So we've got a London uh, uh, Derby FA Cup. Uh, last time uh, semi-final. Last time they met in the FA Cup was February 1976, Aiden, before your time. Uh, Fifth round at Stamford Bridge. (laughs) Around the time where I came into the world. (laughs) Uh, Palace won that game 3-2 away. And then, of course, we've got the big one. We've got Manchester City reigning Premiership champions against Liverpool, the team that's trying to pit them for that post. The decider. Yeah, and both teams obviously going for the Champions League as well, so they're, they're on three fronts already. Liverpool have got one cup in the bag already with the the League Cup. Uh, last time these two met at Wembley was the Community Shield, Aiden. August 2019. I won't ask you the score. What was the score? <laughs> it City was, won. It was 1-0, and City won 5-4 on penalties. Uh, the last time they met in the FA Cup was on January 2003 at Main Road, third round, Liverpool winning 1-0. Uh, a certain Danny Murphy penalty was the difference on, the Murphy. on that day. So, um, yeah, I was looking at um, maybe going to it more next week because 
Obviously, with Man City Liverpool now, they, they've got um, they've got about nine games left to play each. Aiden, my understanding, yeah, and um, there's even one game each that's not scheduled at the moment. Obviously, a, a team that they probably were due to play early in the season, and it was called off for probably COVID reasons. But I was trying. I've kind of listed games here, and uh, might go into that net more next week because I might know then what the other um, league game they have. But just to give you a rundown here quickly, Man City. Obviously, okay, they're one point ahead. We know that. Okay, so if things stayed as they are now, right to the end of the season, just say they won each game, both teams, and they drew against each other, Man City would win the Premiership by, yeah. by a point. Obviously. That's a, a long way off, and uh, can can every can both these teams win all the games? There's there's no doubt about that. They can, but they obviously would mean one of them losing um, in I, the Man City Liverpool game. I, I think key to that though will be the need to both teams really need to uh, remain injury free. I mean, if if either team gets injuries to key players, and they can happen, um, you know, in, in the remaining fixtures, then that that could. Uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, like if De Bruyne, for example, for for Man City or I don't know Salah, for example, we don't want, we don't want these things to yeah. happen. But you, you know, it they, can, they make can, the yeah, can make the difference. Can make the difference. It's um, there's no, there's no, even though they got, they both got strong s- squads. You're right, Aiden, and of course that's that's going to come into factor play because, for instance, on the second of April, yeah, Man City are playing Burnley. Mm. They're playing them away. Uh, Liverpool got a home game against Watford. Yeah, mm. but then. But the following week, yeah, they've both got the Champions League matches, yeah, Ooh. the first legs, right? Man City are playing Atletico Madrid at home. Liverpool are playing Benfica away, okay? Two tough games. I'd, I'd argue that the Man City-Atletico Madrid is a tougher game for Man City than the Benfica game. Mm. But nothing, nothing's easy at this stage. And then they've... That's, then after that, on the tenth of April, that's the game when they play each other. Hmm. It's a pit, isn't it? Nearly a pit. It's not to the last game of the season. That will be a home day. That, yeah. No, that no. Uh, the, there was a year there where where City won the t- won, won it, won it, and hmm. Liverpool were second. And I think it looked like Man Liverpool. Man United was second. You mean? Or sorry, well. Yeah, was that when Man City won the first Premiership? No, no. This was when City won it. Yeah. But Liverpool needed to win their game and needed City to lose, but City, or needed City to draw or something, and City won their game. That wasn't that, that, that wasn't the the famous that goal. That was a few years ago. Yeah, I think it was. I think oh, no, it was that was Man. Yeah, Aguero scored the yeah. the one, but as Man United was second, yeah. and Man United uh, won their game, and Man City needed a drop points, and they were drawing uh, with seconds ago, and Aguero scored the. Uh, well, how can you ever forget that one? That, that's uh, it, but no, no, no less uh, exciting finish to the season. No, though. right down to right. The only one I can ever call similar to that was when Arsenal won the league in 1989 at Liverpool. I remember that. And yeah. uh, Michael Thomas, and that was in the dying seconds as well. And he ended well. up playing for Liverpool after that. Yeah, and uh, they, <laughs> they, they were 1-0 up. A win wasn't enough. They needed to win 2-0. So that's kind of... a. Uh, you could say even tighter in many ways because yep. Man City just had to win. But anyway, um, when they play each other, depending on that score, then the following week again, Aiden, yeah, they've got the Champions League, and then they've got an FA Cup um, uh, semi-final, mm. which is between between them, the, the two of them. So 
they're they're meeting within about a weeks of each other, the league and the FA Cup. Mm. So that's the, that's going to be a, a, a massive week, mm. and no doubt have a bearing on how the season. They could meet in the Champions League yet. Yeah, they'll be sick of meeting each other by, by the end of mm. the season. But <laughs> see, it's all it's all a lottery because we don't know because they're playing that early. Let's say, just for instance, yeah. Liverpool beat Man City in the FA Cup. Yeah? That means nothing if Man City won the game before or got a draw. You know, so it's it's going to be highly interesting. It really is. But I have no doubt. I mean, we can go down all the games here that I've got listed here at the moment. And, and Well, I'll just read, I'll read them out quickly. Burnley, Man City. I've got Burnley, Liverpool, Brighton, Watford, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, Aston Villa and one other team I'm not sure that, who, that, who that is yet Liverpool got Watford Man City Man United Everton Newcastle Tottenham Southampton and Wolves now if if you say look at uh, Man City yeah, the top teams they're playing are Liverpool and West Ham mm. West Ham are 7th at the moment the top teams Liverpool playing obviously Man City Man United, Tottenham. Yeah. But they also got tough games against Wolves, Newcastle, but they're again Man City. So it, it's fairly well balanced in one way. Relegation teams, yeah, that Man City are playing. Burnley, I'm not going to include Brighton, Watford. Just include Leeds at the moment, yeah. And Newcastle, even Newcastle are probably going to stay up, but they're they're not totally out of it yet. So you could say three or four relegation teams: Liverpool. I, I think out of those teams you just listed, I think Stra- I think Newcastle are the, the will be the toughest of those, tr- yes. those teams. Yeah, but you you don't know what you're going to get. You, it depends on what this team is fighting for them at that stage. They could be already relegated. Liverpool Liverpool got to play Watford on the second of April. That's at home. They got to play Everton. Now Everton are in relegation scrap. There's no two ways about it. Um, if things, if they lose, continue to lose games, they could go down. And they've got Newcastle. Yeah. And other than that, they've got teams like Wolves, Southampton. I think Liverpool have slightly the harder games in the Premiership. Not not a big difference, but slightly harder. But then I could argue maybe it balances out then because I think Atletico and Madrid are a better team than Benfica in the Champions League. So, it's it's all to play for. I mean, it, it, if you look at the relegation, it's oh, I don't know. It's who would you put to go down, Aiden, at the moment? Because at the moment, we've got Norwich at bottom, Burnley nineteenth, Watford eighteenth, Everton seventeenth, Leeds sixteenth, Brentford fifteenth. So, if you look at Norwich, a lot of people would say the bottom three are going down. Okay, so we'll just look at Watford for the moment, yeah? Watford have played 29, drawn 22 points, okay? The team above them is Everton, right? Everton are three points above Watford, yeah? But two more games in hand. Oh. Now, that's grand. Who Who are those two games in hand against? Well... It's hard to say, really. I mean, all I can say is Everton. They need to win them. Yeah, but this is the problem. Everton are not winning enough. Yeah, yeah I think they could be. I think personally, I think Everton mm. could be. Everton something. have got to play 
These are the teams what I can see that, that they've got to play. West Ham, Burnley, another relegation team, Man United, Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester again, so they haven't played Leicester yet, Brentford, I think they're safe, Arsenal, yeah, tough games. They've also got two other games that's not been scheduled yet. Palace and Watford, another relegation team. Very tough fixtures. I can't. You can't see really where they're going to pick up the t- the, the points there. Like you know, this is this is who's Watford. We we can talk about. We, we can't go into every team, but we're we're just picking on these two teams because they could be the two teams that could go down. Yeah, Watford. Yeah, they got to play Liverpool. They've got to play Leeds, they've got to play Brentford, they've got to play Man City, they've got to play Burnley, another team down at the relegation, they've got to play Palace, Leicester and Chelsea. And the other two teams that's not been scheduled yet, Everton, Everton-Watford have got to play. That's highly interesting. And Spurs. So, just as tough. Yeah. So, if I was picking one of them two teams at the moment... I'd have to go for Everton. Same here. But they're not consistent enough at the moment. They're not getting enough wins. And you see, there, there, there's a, uh, other things now. I mean, you know, the fans are on are on uh, Frank Lampard's back now as well. They want him gone, and there's all these things. How will that affect the player prefer, player's performance? Do the players want him to stay or go, or are they agreeing with the player? That, 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 that's a, a dynamic there that you know that could that could affect performance, you know, as well. Mm. I mean, if you look at um, teams like Brentford, yeah, and Leeds, yeah, they're on 29 points and 30 points, yeah? Mm. And Burnley, yeah, they're on 21 points. So they've got games in hand, but they need to start winning. Mm. But again, if you quickly look at their teams... Them, them, them games in hand are no good if they don't win. Yeah, and they've got tough games as well. They've got Man City, they're playing Everton again, down at the bottom. They're playing Norwich, who could be relegated by then. They're playing West Ham, Southampton, Wolves, Watford, another team. So these teams are all playing each other in the relegation battle. Mm. They've got Aston Villa, they've got Spurs, they've got Newcastle, and they've got Leeds as well. So it's going to be high. I, I dare say, I mean, as much as what's happening at the top of the table, I think it's going to be far more interesting down at the bottom of the table. Yeah. And, I mean, another another thing to look that that's interesting is the race for the... Uh, for for the remaining for Europe, both the um, yeah for the for the Champions League spots. Well, I mean Arsenal are in the driving seat. I mean I don't want to tempt fate, but uh, that was a crucial win the other day against Aston Villa. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't think they would do that because they're, they're normally uh, they blow out after a defeat. Um, so that was a good win. Yeah, I mean it's it's really between them, Tottenham, Man United, and West Ham. Um, if Tottenham continue the way they can play and Arsenal stay consistent, I, I don't think Man United should never discount them. Uh, Man United could have a run of form. So it, it, that's an interesting battle as well. It, it really is. But surprisingly to me, Arsenal are in the driving seat at the moment. I mean, you can look at their fixtures and all that, but at the moment I think we'll focus just on the relegation and the top two. I mean, We, we know the top three is yeah. going to be the top three. Yeah. The Chelsea, Chelsea won't won't be caught. Yeah. I mean, they can be, but they won't be caught. Um, so, do you um, know another interesting team there is West Ham? I know they're in seventh, mm. but 
you know that that's that's kind of, they're kind of interesting because they're they're an interesting team this season too. Yeah. You know that they, they could they mm. could steal in there. They could be yeah. like dark horses. I, I think I, they can. I think the only distraction for them is the Europa League. I think why what's in Arsenal's uh, probably gives them that bit of edge. Maybe is they're not in any competitions. Yeah, that's all they're in in the league. There's no distraction. There's no League Cup. There's no FA Cup. There's no Europa League. There's nothing. So if okay, Man United and are in the same boat. I don't think Tottenham are in that Conference League thing anymore. So uh, you could argue the same for them as well. But see, Arsenal have got points on the board. <coughs> so um, um, it will be interesting. So that you, you you're, you're right, Aiden. There's there's a battle for the top two. Mm. There's a battle for Europe, and maybe we can look at uh, I can look at them teams that are battling for Europe <coughs> next week as well. But to me, the the intriguing one is at the bottom. It really yeah. is. Um, and that, there's because there's more teams, here. there's more yeah, uh, there's permutations. Here, yeah. That's for sure. Now we'll, we'll come off that. Just a mention as well Aiden, before I go. Obviously, the World Cup uh, qualifying uh, path A, as they call it, path. Now they call it a path. Oh, there you go. I mean, don't walk off the I path. Are there any potholes in this? I think, path? I th- well, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think Italy landed in one. Oh shit! Um, yeah, that, that big one. I think they fell into a hole more than yeah, the path. Yeah, I, 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 I very. <laughs> you would have got some odds on that. Uh, Italy nil, uh, North Macedonia one. Yes, Italy's sixth ranked team in the world, European champions. Uh, Beat England last uh, last year, last summer was it, Aiden? Yeah. 2-1. North Macedonia, 65th in the world they are, they're seeded, so a terrific win. I mean, there has been form with North Macedonia as well, so it's not as if uh, it's a total surprise, but to do it in the dying seconds of injury time, you know, or minutes. Uh, Another game last night, uh, Portugal 3, Turkey 1, so Portugal, Ronaldo has still got a chance to... uh, Playing the World Cup, Sweden won Czech Republic nil after extra time. So, uh, but I suppose closer to home was Wales two, Austria one. Uh, I don't know if you saw the goals, but how can Bell be not being played for Real Madrid at the moment? I do not know. He's still, um, he's still, a, he's still a major. Well, well, class. Did you see yeah. the goals? Yeah. Well, class. Yeah. I mean, I can't say any more than that. I mean, I mean, if he scored goals like that, and he still, get, still can't get game time at Real Madrid. I mean, the free kick was just no keeper in the world would have saved it. And then this shot he took, like a, a volley kind of from a. I don't know how he managed this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it got in, but uh, unreal. So I'm glad because they are a good team. Yeah. Um, and so the Tuesday, the 29th of March, you now we've got. Uh, uh, as they would call it, Path B. Uh, Poland will be playing either Sweden or the Czech Republic. So uh, I presume Tuesday, 29th of March, is the Sweden-Czech Republic game. Um, so, uh, and other games um, will be... Uh, sorry, what am, I, what am I saying? Poland are playing Sweden on the 25th of March. Sorry, Czech Republic got knocked out. Portugal are playing North Macedonia. And Wales are playing either Scotland or Ukraine. Uh, that's a date for that has not been arranged for obvious reasons. So uh, I'd love to see Wales or Scotland through. That's for sure. Nice, I know there'll be a lot of support for Ukraine, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, as well. So um, and yes, you mentioned about Ireland. I got a couple of friendlies. Um, 
Very interesting. One one side of it, you've got uh, the playing number one, as you said, Belgium in the world. Um, Roy Keane might be chuckling at that seeding. How they they're still yeah. seeded number one. Uh, Ireland. Do you know what seed they are? Right, uh, Ireland at the moment. What, what seeding are they? Well, Belgium are one year. Yeah. Lithuania, who they're playing next week, yeah, 129th. So a bit of a, a bit of a gap between them two seedings. Where's Ireland? Have a guess. I don't know. Fifteen. Oh, just in in the fifth top fifty, forty ninth. Yeah. Um, if you just go by England, England, I believe I could be wrong on this though. But last time I heard, I think they were fourth seeded in the world. So who comes after uh, Belgium? Who comes after Belgium? Oh, that's an interesting one. I'd have to say. Well, I would have said before last. I, you know, I suppose Italy would have been kind of in the top ten. I suppose, but they, they well, Italy was sixth. because yeah. their form has not been that good. Yeah. Um, so Spain? No, not Spain. No. No, I'm trying. To, I know what the the third one is. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. Oh no! Of course, it's only there's. Sorry, there's Belgium. Second place is Brazil. Brazil, yeah. And I think third, if England's fourth, I think third, and I don't know, could it be Argentina? Yeah, that's I was just going to say we're Argentina. But I could be wrong on that one. For some reason, my mind's gone blank. But anyway, that's it, Aidan. So uh, no predictions this week. We'll be back on the Premiership next week. Yeah, and you know uh, you don't owe me a bre- you don't you won't owe me a, a breakfast roll next week. No, we'll just keep, we'll just talk football enough. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. Thank you. No problem. Thanks very much, Martin. And next up after this, we have local rugby with myself and Adrian Neddy, and that's coming up right after this. Hello, everyone, and you're very welcome to this week's local rugby with myself, Adrian Raftery, and as always, we have Adrian Neddy from Craig's Rugby Club. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Good afternoon. Yeah, great. Uh, in or or good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, I suppose we we the, the main the main thing to be talking about, and we'll talk about it later, is uh, Ireland winning the triple crown, which uh, which was great to see. But I suppose we'll we'll kick off as we always do with Craig's Rugby Club, and I suppose things um, have quietened down. I suppose for the first time for the first team, like we've said last week. But uh, you know, the the second team or the development team are still still going strong and of course as is the underage the boys and the girls as well and of course the mini rugby as usual yes uh, there's a lot of activity going on in the club at the moment uh, as you said the first team uh, their their season is finished but like uh, we have a huge program uh, ahead of us now this weekend and last weekend we we had four or five games even on the one day like so it's like it's a very busy place with with the uh, um underage boys and girls and uh we've done extremely well we've got into a, a number of uh quarterfinals and semifinals and uh, in 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 cup competitions and in plate competitions so there's a lot of rugby uh, to play for and and our second development side is uh, out on Sunday as well so they they uh, will have a hopefully a good run in the cup and you know there's a lot to look forward to this weekend that's it and it, it's great to see the level of success but uh, you know it's it's great to see uh, the level of success over the last couple of years and uh, long may that continue but uh, that's uh, as uh, as we say that all Starts at the the key part, which is the the uh, I suppose the grassroots level of uh, mini rugby. That's where the future stars, as we always say, uh, start off, and that's 
I suppose the, the the conveyor belt that goes from the start right right up along, which is great. And you know they're the they're the nuggets of gold that could be uh, tomorrow's stars, and they're the, the key players for I suppose the Craig's first team in the, in the years to come. Yeah, like it's uh, particularly now with with uh, a fabulous uh, run of good weather o- over the the last week. Uh, uh, ground conditions or grass pitches are in great shape. So we had up on three hundred youngsters uh, uh, during the week there from all the neighbouring schools uh, with Michal Glennon and um, uh, Pat O'Gorman and a number of other coaches and a lot of uh, you know players that's uh, playing in, in in other sections done. Stewarton and referee and, and you know it was a great buzz uh, about the club and again uh, this Saturday morning uh, back into um, mini rugby to start off the day in, in for the full morning programme and then uh, at 12 o'clock uh, we have our under 16 girls that uh, won against Banlasloe um, last week they're, they're up against uh, Sligo uh, at home in the semi-final um, you know they're a good team, but uh, Sligo um, have have done well in this competition as well. So it will be a, a great game, a great game of rugby. And then at two thirty, we have our boys out in in a cup game as well. They're in the quarter final at home to uh, Ballina, and to finish off the evening, uh, the under fourteen boys will 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 play in a play competition against Shum. So there's there's uh, your full program on that there for for Saturday, and then on Sunday we start off the day again with uh, a quarter final of our under thirteens away to Uttarard. Our under fourteen girls is in the semi final uh, away to Sligo, and our seconds, uh, as I said, the development squad, uh, they will have all the first team subs and they'll have a good strong squad uh, to play Chum away. So. That's a game that we're looking forward to and, and the club is looking forward to. And there has been a lot of uh, good coaching going in there with the, the coaches of Matty Corcoran, uh, Paul Turley and Sean Brandon and a number of them that are, are involved with the, with the second development side. So we're, we're looking that we um, t- can take the, uh, a win against Chewham away and then the following week, uh, during the week, uh, we have an American um, touring side coming to Ireland and they, they uh, are coming to Craig's on, on Wednesday to uh, to play. And, you know, again, that would be a great attraction to have an American side. And, you know, we're, we're, we have uh, put in a lot of effort with since the Ukrainians arrived uh, uh, in um, Dunaman that we have got uh, rugby up and running and that there with them in, in Dunhamon. And we will, we will be inviting them uh, to the club on, on Wednesday when we have our American visitors as well. So it's all, you know, it's a height of activity just at the, these, these couple of weeks when you have uh, all these cup and plate competitions going on. That's right. And that, that'll, be, that'll be great for those uh, Ukrainians that are big sports fans. It'll, it'll be kind of a nice welcome for them to to get out and about it kind of into the community or the, the Roscommon community I suppose in general and uh, you know to wit- to witness so- something like that and uh, there was also a blitz a school blitz as well uh, in the um, in in Craig's as well during the week wasn't there yes absolutely uh, you know the, the you know that was fantastic to have 
all the young people there from all the different clubs and all the different schools all around and all credit to uh, Michael Glennon who's um, full time with, with us uh, uh, with, from the Connacht uh, Rugby and um, you know Michael puts in a big effort into school, going into the schools uh, during the week and uh, doing coaching sessions with them and he followed up that with a, a great uh, blitz competition as you say for, for all the schools there uh, during the week and you know it's just a fantastic sight to see the amount of players making use of all the the pitches, the four pitches in 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 Craig's having having um, a full blooded uh, co- competition. A lot of these players wouldn't have played rugby before, but sure, isn't it great to have them out? All the pitches were lovely and dry uh, uh, during the week, and they really had an, an enjoyable time. Um, in you know, and it's a great introduction uh, to to the game. Some of them will go on to to play it on a, on a regular basis some of them mightn't but at least uh, they'll know where Craig's rugby club is and you know they'll know what rugby is about That's it and I think with, with all this activity that's going on in the club and uh, I suppose you know the 40 pitch and uh, all the great development there there was pictures in the local paper about you know people and, and you know the stand and the the um, you know the progress being made with the, the facilities there which is great and that brings us on to the next section I suppose will be the uh, the off field activities and the ongoing fundraiser it's it's a fundraiser that's been going on for uh, for a good while now and it's uh, it's it gives people you know fans of rugby and fans of the you know followers of the the, the club you know it's it's great to give people the opportunity to win some great prizes so I suppose really from from the start from when this when the event started up until now just give us a, a quick synopsis of how how it started off and uh, up until now Absolutely um we have up on 10,000 tickets and um uh, sold at the minute uh, between uh, uh, sales um individual sales and online sales so we, you know, we're, we're going very well, but we have to put our shoulder to the wheel now for these last couple of weeks between now and Easter to make a final push for the, the 50,000 or the people of the choice of the 50,000 car or, um, the, the Hilux as well. So that's, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for, for people and, you know, for a lot of the, the people going for going forward for the parents of all these young players that's coming coming out to Craig's to make sure that they they get uh, their tickets now in the in the draw. It's everybody's seen it there, um, uh, very much on social media over the last week when we had the visit of the of the Connacht coach and a friend and a number of his staff and like he was so impressed to to see the huge development. Um, of the 4G pitch and of our new uh, gym and dressing facilities and women's changing rooms and so on. Like he couldn't believe it that we that we have expanded uh, so much uh, for a small club in, in in rural Ireland. And you know, um, he he gave a great coaching session uh, for all our coaches within the club and and to uh, the uh, under 14s were 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 out for the coaching sh- session. So they'll all learn a good bit uh, from from Andy. And uh, it was lovely to to have him within the club. He did a he did a training session and. Then afterwards, he came in for a couple with the, with us into, and the coaches into the club for a Q and A uh, afterwards, and you know that was that was very worthwhile for all our coaches. 
It's great to see, um, I suppose, uh, how supportive he is of Craig's Rugby Club. And I think that's because he he recognises the um, the level of effort and, um, you know, commitment by, I suppose, by, by a range of people from, you know, people like yourself at community level, the players themselves, the parents, the coaches. Uh, it's not just kind of like one or two people that, that, that do it. It's, it's the whole club. Everyone, everyone kind of chips in and does their bit which is great and of course it's uh, you can never un- underestimate the support of the player of the uh, parents as well because i suppose without without the parents showing the the enthusiasm for for the game like the, the same as the players and uh, you know helping out with different things as well um you know they, they they contribute greatly to to the club as well isn't it absolutely yeah you know like everyone gives of their voluntary time and you know like in every sport it's great that they're able to put this work back in into uh clubs and you know it's we're we're uh, fortunate that we have a lot of great people great voluntary people that gives of their time week in week out um hail rain or snow that they're that they're out there uh co- coaching young boys and girls uh for the for the future and you know it's it's great in in for any youngster in in the in their development to to be playing sport and also to get the proper type of coaching that they that they know when they go out into a game situation that they can perform to their to their best of their ability that's it and i suppose uh, just a, a quick mention then to uh what's going on in both uh, Buccaneers Rugby Club and of course your own club there Carrie on Shannon as well um, making great strides as always what's the latest from those two clubs? Well uh, Buccaneers are in the semi-final um, home semi-final now their second side against uh, against Ballon Robe uh, this weekend and uh, the um the um, Carrick and Shannon will also are are involved in the in the, in the cup this weekend as well now. But uh, you know, the both both of them will will um, probably um, get through uh, this weekend. Uh, if if Buccaneers wins, they'll they'll be in, into a final uh, either against the winners of um, Connemara and Westport. So that will be uh, an interesting game and be interesting after the games on Sunday to see who's going to be in the Junior Cup final. That's it. And moving on to Connacht now, and uh, as I say, a big a big weekend for Connacht. Um, they're they're away to uh, they're away, away to Leinster. A, a huge game for them. Uh, we all know the quality that Leinster have, and uh, I suppose really looking at Connacht, it's they need to start getting a win now, especially after their. Uh, their defeat, their defeat uh, in Glasgow. But um, I suppose you know now with all the with some, with most of the the Ireland players back now. Um, I know there's a, there'll be a few that'll be out for for this week's game. But uh, you know I'm sure Connacht will be looking forward to seeing the return of the the, the rest of the players then. And um, I suppose you, you know it's it's important for them if they can at all against a really talented Leinster side if they can get a win but I suppose also as well that's the first team and then also the underage and you know development or the the um, academy level teams as well yes um there there's um a lot of activity there and as you rightly says um the Connors uh, have a big weekend this weekend they play in the Pro 14 against um, Leinster at at home uh, tomorrow Saturday and they will have to get get this this win because they're on home soil 
in the sports ground. They are also, Leinster will be minus their, all their international players and they have a lot of international players. So, uh, this is the best time to, to, uh, get Leinster. Now we all know that Leinster, through the school system and through the development system, that they have a very strong squad. And, but Connacht will have to be on their game to, to get this win because it, this, this will set them up then going into the European Cup competitions, which is um, a home and away basis. And they will have Leinster in, in the sports ground again in, in the European Cup. And they, that's, a, that's important. And, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's important to, to have the, the, you know, them at home in the first two games. And let's, let's hope that Andy Friend can get his, the, the side to, together and that they forget about the two games in Scotland against Glasgow and Edinburgh, uh, that they put them behind them and that they, uh, perform in the sports ground, uh, tomorrow in, you know, this, this will be a game that we will be all looking forward to. That's it. And uh, finally, on to, uh, you know, I suppose the, the big thing of the weekend was, uh, you know, Ireland, Ireland uh, the, the bet Scotland, uh, a very a good Scotland team. But, uh, you know, they, they, they got their bonus point win. They won, they won the triple crown. Uh, we kind of discussed it on last week's show now that, uh, you know, we were hoping against hope maybe that England could do us a favour. But they were that was never really, really going to happen, given the quality that France have. Yes, I suppose our important thing was to go out uh, earlier in the day and um, get the win over Scotland. And we did it. Um, uh, we, did, we played a very controlled, measured game. It wasn't uh, for the neutral. It wasn't maybe the most exciting game to watch. But at least it was uh, uh, Ireland went about it in a business-like way. They got their... They got their four tries, they got their bonus point, and then they all sat around then to wait to see what uh, would come out of the game in Paris between France and England. Uh, France were a super team uh, this season, and they're preparing right for the World Cup. Um, They were uh, a good bit uh, ahead of England on the day. but the most exciting part of the Six Nations was the, the game before the Irish game on uh, last Saturday was the, the big surprise in uh, Cardiff uh, was Italy uh, be, be winning against Wales. Um, and in the final end of the game to the, from a loose kick by the substitute uh, scrum half by Wales, the full back, uh, the Italy full back caught the ball in his own half, uh, dummied a number of tackles and just uh, close to the line he passed uh, inside to his winger to go in under the post for the, uh, his out half and that then to, to convert it to, to win the game. And it was an emotional scenes in that afterwards and you know it's it's good for it's good for the six nations it's good for italian rugby and you know everybody really really enjoyed it, it was it was some highlight uh for for the end of the six nations and this weekend uh we have our women out there they're playing at a separate time to to the the main internationals now they're they have their first game against um um uh against Wales uh, this weekend so we wish um, our women um, the, the very the very best in, in the, the Irish women the very best uh, this week and we had also the the under 20s who finished off the uh, 
the Six Nations in, in Cork last Sunday with uh, a Grand Slam. So that shows good in the underage that there are a lot of good young players and that they're coming through the system. And like they're a great under-20 squad. There wasn't that much expected of them because a lot of people didn't know um, much. Much They hadn't been together much as a result of COVID over the last two years. And all credit to all the management and, and all involved to, to get the Grand Slam with the under-20s. That's it. And I suppose really... Um one point about the overall with the, the Six Nations will be, I mean, you know, where where else, where is Welsh rugby now? I mean, when you consider that across two games, they went from being unlucky not to beat England to being bet by, uh, albeit by a point, uh, to, um, to a very talented, it has to be said, Italian team. So, um, you know, it, it's really went from one extreme to the other, um, you know, throughout the course of the, uh, the, the Six Nations for them. Like, where, where do they go to from there? Well, you know, we, we um, Ireland had them in their first game in, in the Aviva Stadium and uh, Wales were shocking on the day against Ireland. They were very poor. Um, Ireland uh, should have put a lot of points up on um, on Wales on the, on the day. The game against Italy on the day, like well, in in Davida again, was was spoiled by the the uh, sending off. So that that um, meant that the two games there in Davida at the earlier stages were actually poor enough games, because were very one sided from an Ireland point of view. But from a Wales point of view, of as you're right, this has run in England and and um, France. They should have beaten France if. Uh, with the if the Gareth, Gareth Davis had held on to the final pass, um, uh, he, he normally would catch them in his sleep, but he just dropped the pass uh, when he, the line at his mercy, and that would have won the game for Wales. So that that shows how rugby can go from one week to the other, and I have no doubt that um, Wales will. Uh, they're they're passionate about their rugby in Wales in the valleys in Wales. And they will be back again come come the the World Cup in 2023. I I have no doubt. That's it. Well, listen. Thanks very much for uh, taking the time to do out to do uh, local rugby with us, and we look forward to doing it all again next week. Thank you very much, Aidan. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club. And you're very welcome to this week's Roscommonty LGFA with myself. And as always, we have Ollie Colgan from Roscommon LGFA. Hello, Ollie. How are you? Are you well? Hi, Eden. I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. No, not too bad. And uh, of course, as as people might be, uh, all GA fans and LGFA fans might be aware, we have some great news to report. A great win there for the Roscommon ladies team into the uh, into the National League football final.